Purpose and purpose and plan. Purpose and plan. So a lot of people want to know about their purpose in life. And a lot of people want to know the plan of God in your life. Okay, so so basically, after after today's message, you're gonna have some insight, and there'll be something that you'll probably say there might be an aha moment in your life after today's uh, message, and it's very important for us to understand why this message needs to hit home run, and then you'll have a more satisfying feeling in your lives of what direction you need to go. You know what I mean? Okay. So, let us pray and then we'll go right into the message and I'll give you the title momentarily. Father, we just thank you for this blessed afternoon. May you continue to guide us and let the word meditate and continue to minister to our hearts. We always give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So now, the title of the message is Your Journey Is It According to God's Plan? I'll say that again. Your Journey Is It According to God's Plan? So that should arouse you guys to make you think that where is this um, plan of God? So listen to this, guys. What is God's plan? Number one, you must know the word. If you don't know the word, what would you base anything on except for experience in life and you've grown to the age of where you are now? So you must know the word of God. And I'm going to give you a scripture. In 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, Study to show, approve unto God. So you need to prove to God that you are serious about understanding the word and meditating on the word. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. So when you hear the word, you need to divide the truth. What does the divide mean? To understand it, to break it down, and not have any confusion after you read the word. Okay, are we settled? Okay. The second one is imitate God's character. Listen to this. 1 John 4, 8 says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So you need to understand God's love. His love is everlasting. Our love for each other is actually limited. You guys agree? Because if you get in a relationship, you're going to say, I'm out of here. Right? If you have friendship, how strong would that be? Well, you'll be tested in your friendship as well. In this church as well. You'll be tested with that. So you need to understand, in order to start imitating God, is to understand God is love. And when God is love, then some of the characteristics should be showing. So here it is. Understanding the word, understanding that God is love, and then all of a sudden, what are the characteristics of God? Well, here it is. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance, which is self-control. If you have these type of characteristics in your heart and you actually display that, sometimes I might be short. It's because 
I had my breaking point. So all of us have a breaking point. Now, when we have a breaking point and we understand that we actually said enough is enough. Talk to the hand. No more talking to me. So you already snap, and now the results of that is you don't flow in the fruit of the spirit. So you begin to go into the carnal and fleshly way, which is the old way. So what we need to do is understand who God is and what his love is, and for us to manifest the love through those characteristics. Amen? Amen. Okay. The next point is doers of the word daily. James 1.22 says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So, guys, this means that every time you hear the word today, you need to ex execute it after today. Don't wait till Monday. Practice today. So after today's message, practice what we just talked about. So if you're doers of the word, guess what happens? Now you are followers of Christ and you're disciple of Christ. And then you are a servant of God. So be doers of the word takes a lot from all of us. Once you start showing that you are able to be doers of the word, now God begins to open the door of blessings, financial, health, sound mind, relationship. All those things start to happen because it's conditioned for us to see if we're going to be doers. Have you ever heard of a story when the parable see? If I sow a pea, split pea, and then you plant it, it's going to produce that, or broccoli, or tomato. So what you need to do is, as you sow the character of God, of doing good, eventually people will see that and they will recognize you. They're going to say something different about this person. And they don't realize that you're showing the representation of God in your heart, in your life. Okay? What is the purpose of God in your life? What's, the, what's God's purpose in your life? Here it is. My father's business. Luke 2.49. And Jesus was uh, talking to Mary. Mary is the mother. Okay? And they went to this big festival. And everyone had a good time. And Jesus was in the synagogue. And guess what happened? The mom was worried. And then all of a sudden, Jesus, where were you? And then Jesus kind of told the mom, Mother, did you know I was doing my father's business? So basically what that means is that we are supposed to do our father's business. How? Share the gospel. Have compassion to others. Pray for people that need healing. And if there's people in bondage, pray for their deliverance. So that's what we need to do and the purpose of our Father's business. Okay, guys? What God wants from you. Here's the basics. You must be born again. If you're not in this table and don't know what born again means, I'm going to explain it right now. Born again means that you accepted Christ. You verbally, mentally, and the heart said, Yes, Lord, be Lord of my life. Now you become born again. Now your name is written in this one book. There's other books. That's called Judgment Day. Everyone will be judged. But there's one book where you're going to go to heaven. And that's called the Book of Life. 
So that's number one. So what God wants from you is first for you guys to be born again. Katie, are you born again? If you're not sure, you'll, find, you'll know today. Okay? That basically means you accepted Christ. How old are you, Katie? Eight. You're accountable. Because you understand what good and bad, right? Yeah. So we're going to have the opportunity today. I had a, a, a kid accepted Christ at how old? Five or six years old. Okay? And he said like this, I want to accept the Lord. Younger than you. Because he knew what good and bad was. Now, if you told a, a baby at 12 months old, what do you think the response would be? Goo-goo, daddy, bado. Right? But when you say that to Katie, she understands. See? That's accountability of understanding of what's good and bad. So being born again is number one. So after today, you have an opportunity, Katie, to become born again. Okay? Okay. And then the next one is... You need to be filled with the Spirit. I'm going to lose most of you here today. I know. Being filled with the Spirit and being sealed with the Spirit is two different things. If you never heard this, the, the teaching, Greg Laurie is a Calvary Chapel person. And when I read his um, article, I said, man, he's spot on. So not everyone speaks the way he spoke. So let me explain it. Sealed is you became born again. You're sealed with the Spirit. That, can be, that can't be taken away from you. Make sense? Feel with the spirit is different. Okay? It's for you to desire that, for you to be an impact in people's lives. When I first got saved, I saw people getting laid hands on. Okay? True story. Listen to this. And I said to the pastor, Pastor, what's going on over there? Oh, they're being filled with the spirit. I said, Man, I didn't even say why and how. I said, I want it because I, I desire that. And sure enough, Okay, brother, you sure? I go, yes. And I, I go, why are they all laying down? Because they're slain in the spirit. I go, oh, okay. So I went up there, and the first thing he said, surrender to the Lord. I went like this. And back then, I was in my prime. I was in my 30s. Bodybuilding, looking good. Now, compared to now, I need to continue to try to look good. But all of a sudden, the pastor laid hands on me. Be filled. Listen with the Holy Spirit. As soon as they did that, and I didn't want to go down. I stood up, like bracing myself, and my back foot was back here so I wouldn't fall this way. And he laid hands on me and went like that. And as soon as he did that, I kid you not, my whole legs, my upper body felt like electricity, and it was numb, and I fell down without even trying. And I tried to get up, and I couldn't get up because it was numb. If you haven't experienced that, you're not filled with the Spirit. I'm just going to be honest with you. And now, you'll say, well, Pastor, how do I do that? You ask. And that's being filled with the Spirit. What's the purpose of that? All the disciples, all the apostles were filled with the Spirit. Why? So they can cast out demons. So they can lay hands on the sick. So the leprosy can be healed. Deliverance. Issue of blood. All that stuff. So... It's a witness for Christ to be filled with the Spirit to do the kingdom work. Purpose and plan. If I share an autobiography of joy in us, and I show you into another level of spiritual realm, you'll be blown away. 
But we don't say too much because we don't want you to say, I don't know about that. Because you're not there yet. We had to go through all that. And I'll give you an example. I was filled with the Spirit before I met Joy. Okay? And I knew she was filled with the Spirit because my Spirit confirms her Spirit that she is filled with the Spirit. And then one day we were sitting in the sofa. We began to pray. And another wave of God's anointing hit us. And Joy and I never forgot that day. And I said, Lord, what does that mean? That's another portion of God's anointing in your life to do the ministry. See, the Spirit is here. I can sense His anointing. You sense that's it? Okay. So my point is, this is what it means by Phil's Spirit. And I'm going to give you an example. A man was serving Christ for 20 years. Listen, 20 years, and he came to me, I want to be filled with the Spirit. I said, excuse me? Serving the Lord for 20 years, Mary has a kid, going to church, and says, Pastor, I want to be, I want to feel with the Spirit. I said, do you understand what that means? I go, get ready. I laid on him, I laid hands on him, and he fell down. And the other person also, and he was like a man of God that was doing the food ministry. I laid hands on him, he fell down. This was after the service and after we're eating and we're grubbing, and then all of a sudden we just ministering the word. And they said, I want to be filled with the Spirit. So for you people out there that live in that video camera, if you haven't been filled with the Spirit, all you got to do is, God, I want to seek you, and I want to be filled with the Spirit. After Paul's conversion, he went to all the parts of the world. And you know what he said? It was a new transition of the old covenant and the new covenant. He said, are you filled with the Spirit? And all these are born-again people. And they said, I don't know such doctrine. Look in the book of Acts. And then he said, let me show you. And when he said that, he laid hands. They were filled with the Spirit. And he moved on to the next person. So guys, if you know what it means, now you understand. Can you have it? All you got to do is pray. If you want Joy and I to pray, we'll pray for you. We won't do it here because we, we need to be civilized in order. Okay, this is a restaurant. Now, if the, the owners were Christian, it would be a different story. I don't know. So we can have a Holy Ghost what here right now. What is the effect if the person is filled with the Spirit? Now, when you're filled with the Spirit, two things happen. Number one, you're more sensitive to the Spirit, meaning you can hear His voice. And Jay said er, earlier this morning, early in the morning, he's over getting ready for the worship song, and he said, Papa, how can you know you hear the right voice? That's a legitimate voice, or the legitimate question. And for most Christians, they can't discern the voice of God. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. Now, here's how you know you're thinking you heard from God, but it was the enemy. Watch this. Oh, Lord. I need $1,000 to pay my rent. And when I got paid, it wasn't enough money. I'm going to trust in you, Lord. And then all of a sudden, oh, the Lord told me I need to go to check and go. And get me an additional $500 to pay my rent. Now, you might have heard yourself saying that or convincing yourself that you're supposed to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. The message about that example is, exists. So it's up to us to hear from the Lord. Oh, the Lord said, go to check and go. Before I used to say that, I would say, the Lord told me to tell you. And what I found out on most people, they can't receive that kind of talk. Because they haven't been elevated to their next maturity level. So what I say, I say it in a wisdom way. Watch this. Uh, brother, let's get together and let's pray. 
and let's see what the Lord is going to do. So that's the difference. See, because a lot of people say, the Lord told me I need to pray for for what? See, so now you they're defensive and you want wise to give the right wisdom. So understand that. Now you understand. So that's the result of that. Being filled with the Spirit. Now you can start laying hands on people. Now you can begin to pray for people. Now you can be in tune with the Spirit. Now you begin to do the works of God. And believe it or not, miracles start to happen. Joy and I went on a mission in the Philippines. We fed just under a thousand kids. Many people were saved. Many people received Christ. Many people were healed. And it actually impacted my life. So God is good. And being filled with the Spirit, I would have never survived. Okay? What else should I do? Watch this. Stand on this word. We have a good meal. We enjoyed it. After this, you'll be standing on the word. If something happens to you, right? If your car is a wreck and you have no money to pay for it and you're paying all these bills, you don't have enough money to pay for it, you need to stand on the word and believe that he is. So that means to believe and trust. John 20, 29 says, Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are those who see me, but blessed are those who haven't seen me and believe. So you guys have to operate in faith in order for God to move. I'm going to say this. If the shoe fits, wear it. Some of us in this group have hit a plateau. And I'm going to be the first to mention that. For me personally, I hit a plateau. Many times, man, I got everything going my way. Feel with the spirit, discerning, flowing is very good. And then I thought I was okay. In reality, I wasn't where I needed to be. I needed to be here more. So I humbled before the Lord. And I said, Lord, I would never be boastful of myself or where I am. But I want to continue to grow daily. So continue to believe and trust after you stand on the word. Amen? Okay, listen to this. Grow your faith. When was the last time we grown besides our stomach? I grown in my stomach. Look, I had some. Look at all this food. Shrimp, compound chicken, orange chicken, fish, fried rice, chow mein, coconut shrimp, or whatever it's called. Walnut? It's called walnut. Walnut shrimp. When we grow here, we're satisfied. But when we grow in our faith, that's a challenge for all of us. So grow your faith. Listen to this. This part here should hit all of us. Watch this. 1 Corinthians 3.2 I had fed you with milk, not with meat. For here to where we're not able to bear it, neither nor are you able to. So basically, when you hear the word, you can't chew it because you don't understand it. So we have to give you milk to understand it. You understand? Because if I say something to Katie, she might not understand it. And she's listening. Okay? So when you get fed milk, that means basically simple. You have to start little things. So when you start chewing the meat, then you'll start to say, yeah, I understand it. So some people can't chew meat when they're still babies in the Lord. Make sense, guys? So as you do that, then you'll grow your faith. So when you grow your faith, you'll go to the next level. Okay, guys?
Here's another translation. I had fed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger, and you still aren't ready. See? Because you're not ready yet. That's the word. See, so word can correct us and chastise us. When it hits me, it hits me hard. Now listen. Produce the fruit of the Spirit. In order to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Did we talk about the nine fruits yet? Okay. In order to produce the fruit of the Spirit, you must love God, commit and surrender to God with all your ways. Did you hear that? So are you committed to God and surrender all your ways? I'm going to ask this question. Don't say it out loud. Ready? How many of you, after you accepted Christ, Katie, that some of the stuff that you had bad habits with is carried to your new life as a Christian? Be honest. We all do. Okay? No raising hands. So guys, I, I encourage you to walk in the Spirit by surrendering all. Okay? That's the key. If you don't surrender all, you still want to hold back that old ways. Sometimes the old ways, you want to be lazy, hanging out with the posses, and just having a good time. Okay, guys? Surrender all to God, and you'll begin to produce those, those fruit of the Spirit. Amen? Your calling. Listen to this. Your calling. Man, it was clear with me. I kid you not. I need to share so you'll be inspired by it. Your calling, you need to seek God. Once I became born again, there was something in here. I was yearning for something, but I couldn't figure it out. And once three different people came into my life in different segments of years, I understood them. Seek God once you became born again. If you're not born again, God is drawing you to seek God. Number two, pray for direction. Listen, if you're sleepy, stand. Here's the last part of it. Stay on the last instruction God gave you. You know, I'm going to ask you this. If God gave you instruction to do worship, Malloy, if God gave you instruction to do worship, Bella, NJ, God instructed you to be a secretary. God called you, Danny, to do outreach right beside him. Bridget, God has called you to do and serve and do your fantastic cooking. Fantastic. Marquita, your gift of your smarts, you can always instill us with some new knowledge. Katie, you can always be fun around us all the time. Your calling is from God, but you need to seek Him. And when you get the instruction, don't move from your post. Here's a saying in the military. Me being a U.S. sergeant, they call me Sergeant Rojas. I said, yes, sir. Here's what it is. Your next instruction will be when you get your order. I went to Germany. And then I had to go to Oklahoma. So I was waiting for an order. So I have two years. After you serve two years and out over the, over the sea, I go two years back into the States. So Nick, here's your order. You're going to Oklahoma now. So right now you're staying here at Ames until you get your next order. 
And when you get your next order, you could be dispatched in one of the countries. If you don't know the vision of AIM, there's seven continents. One of them in South America, you guys speak Spanish. One is gonna be in Asia. If you know how to speak Malaysian or Indonesian or Korean or Thailand, you'll be called. So this church will be a hub to facilitate all the ends of the world. That's the vision of AIM. But we need key people for us to run this church. To be honest, we don't need much. What did Jesus do? How many did he get? Twelve people. And everything began to multiply. And that's what we're going to do. If you just hang on. Listen to this. Finish the race till the end, the very end. 2 Timothy 4.7 says, I have fought a good fight and I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. Okay, guys? In closing, what you put into it is what you get out of it. You guys listening? What you store in your heart is what you express in words. Uh-oh, that should hit everybody. What you express in words is what your thoughts are and is the mind on Christ or on the world. This world that we live in just for a season is a short time and are we redeeming the lost time for God? So in other words, if you miss church for a long time, what are you doing to redeem the time? Spend more time with them. That's how you redeem the time. Okay, guys? Do you know your purpose and plan in your life now? So after this message, you should have some clarity. And you should be inspired. Amen? So let us pray. I'm going to pray this. I, I printed this out so I can say it out loud. And then we'll, and we'll finish our prayer. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. May we continue to seek you, God, like never before. Be steadfast, search with all our hearts. May, you, may we meet you halfway as our heart wants to meet you and desire to be with you. Oh God, we just thank you how your glory is and how we glorify your name. And upon you, Lord, we just want to experience the power of God and the goodness and all his blessings. May you find favor of man in our life and may you continue to walk as we walk close to you. So we give, thank you and give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys? So I hope that uh, hit a home run for you guys. Because there are certain things you might not understand. But when you seek God, you're going to start experiencing God's power. You know, if you haven't felt any goosebumps, and you haven't felt any electricity, you haven't felt your hair sticking up, it's okay. Just continue to seek Him, and you'll see a big difference in your life. The more you get closer to God, here's the catch. The more you get closer to God, the more He'll reveal the secrets to you. Oh man, that's, I get excited. When I, when I hear God speaking to me, it's like me being in a candy store with all these facets of chocolate. Yeah, and you're excited. Red licorice. <laughs> you name it. Popcorn with caramel. You get excited. So when God begins to speak to you, I pray that you'll get excited. That's why we just need a handful of us. And we can go all the ends of the world. Yep. Amen. Need to be deeply rooted. So if we need to travel, there will be people in place to release the word. That's why I'm grooming TJ. Because he already went to Bible college over there in, in Lucena. 
So he's doing the communion. I'm slowly bringing him in, and so you guys get to know him. So he I can understand him. So there was a time when I went to a big college, I mean a big school, about 20, 30,000 members, and I was so used to the pastor, the senior pastor, and all of a sudden his son is preaching. And the first thing I said, my attitude was different. I said, who is him? He's younger than me. I kid you not. He was 23 years old, a pastor. Yeah, he first thing he said, you might think I'll be young to be a pastor. And I looked at my mind, I read, I go, yeah, you're right. And then after a while, the Lord began to hit me and said, it's not who's behind the pulpit, it's how, who, what the word is being delivered. It's the power of God. Yes. In the so now I respected him because the Lord dealt with my heart. So when, when you see TJ, don't give him the benefit of doubt that he don't know what he's saying, but he does. Because I have, I have not only groomed them, the kids as well. So Bella and Meloia and all them, I know their walk. You know, I know their level. Because the way they exhort the word, the way they show example of themselves. So that's how we know we know that they're growing in their faith. Okay, guys? So I encourage you guys to be strong in the Lord and continue to be steadfast. And then let's finish out this month with the purpose and plan of God to be confirmed in your life. Amen? Amen. Okay. I didn't think there will be a lot of leftover food. Huh? There's a lot of food. <laughs> well, you can bring some for Yeah, bring some for Actually, we still have less chicken in the house. Hey, what you got?